Hey, this is Nicole Greer, the Vibrant Coach, and I am so excited to talk to you on this Friday, July 10th, 2015, and today we're going to be talking about vibrant leadership and the four levels of leadership, and here are the four levels. We have level one, which is where we lead ourselves really, really well. We are conscious that we understand that Nicole Greer, how she shows up in the world, the way that she demonstrates uh, to the world that she has a vision, that she has a mission, and that she is taking appropriate next right steps is how she leads herself. So that needs to be the same for you as well. We need to turn the mirror inward and take a really good look at how are you leading yourself. Now, secondarily, the quality of that self-leadership is going to begin to influence the people around you. Now, this is the point at which your leadership becomes external versus internal. So, again, the first step in our leadership process is to understand that there has to be this internal leadership. I've got to really manage and lead Nicole Greer in a really, really amazing way, and you as well. Once I'm doing that, it kind of gives me the authority, it gives me permission, and it gives me credibility in the world to lead others. So I lead myself well first. Secondarily, I lead other people through the influence of my own self-leadership. And third, I take a look at how will that impact on others begin to build relationships and ultimately build trust and synergy around whatever the vision is. So first level is self-leadership. Second level is your influence on other people. And then third is the influence that you, along with others, will have on the vision that ultimately impacts the world. Now, intermixed between this idea of me leading myself well, me influencing those around me, and then me influencing the vision or what we're all going to be doing together, the thing that we are leading is leadership of strategy. So inside of that, I've got to take the time to slow down and understand what are the next right steps, what are the strategy systems and smarts that need to be in place to move this thing forward that I have been tasked with leading. So there are four different types of leadership that we need to kind of look at. Now, I want to talk today about the four levels of leadership from a self perspective. So let's just drop all the way back to the idea that before we can do any kind of work out in the world, we've got to internally really, really assess what kind of leadership we are demonstrating to the world. So when we turn that mirror inward, we want to look at, you know, how are we showing up, right? So if you are uh, consistent, positive, and influencing through the quality of your character that you are showing up as somebody who is resilient, courageous, full of wisdom, and who really cares about humanity, you are going to be doing some amazing leadership. But we all know and we all have that story of when we had the bad boss. So I just want you to stop for a minute and I want you to think about the bad boss, the bad leader that you have had or maybe unfortunately are actually under right now. You very may well be in a position where you do not have a good leader over you right now. Now if we think about that bad leader, we're looking at them and we're making a judgment about how they're leading themselves usually 
notice, 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 is not usually about how they're leading the organization. There's something about them as a human being that we just do not admire. And therefore, we do not get behind the leader and support them, and ultimately we don't support the vision of the overall organization. So, for example, um, for many, many years, many of you know, I had a, a very long, very good career in property management. And there would be times when I would work for uh, somebody who was absolutely excellent. I looked at them and I thought, oh, my gosh, this person knows what they're talking about. And that's the wisdom. This person is just fearless and after it and wants to get things done. And it was really exciting. The person was brave and bold and um, strong with their opinion, not obnoxious, strong, and knew what they wanted to do. And that was very exciting to be around. And that is courage. And this person, you know, if they got knocked down, they got back up. If they faced an obstacle, they figured out a way to get around it. And so they were very resilient. And all along the way, that boss showed me uh, that they cared about me and checked in on me. So that's humanity. So that's excellent. Now let's go to the, the boss that I would call at the first level of leadership when you don't have good leadership is what we call dysfunctional. Okay? So the flip side of what I just explained would be somebody that you you don't think they do know what they're talking about. In fact, um, they almost, you know, give you the ball and say, you figure it out. And and they do not give you the information you need. They don't set you up with the context. They don't, uh, you know, help you understand where you're coming from. So, again, back to, like, my leadership days when I was in property management, many times I was given keys to a multimillion-dollar property and didn't even know what the financial obligations were of the person that owned the property or I didn't understand what, you know, the future held as far as, like, what what is the result or the outcome that the person that owns this property, you know, whether it was an insurance company or, you know, private investors, I didn't know what it was the objective was. So, you know, I could not be wise. I could not overcome obstacles. I didn't understand why we didn't have money for new carpet or this or that. Um, And, you know, I couldn't be courageous. You know, I just kind of stayed in this place of fear because I didn't really know what was going on. And, did people did not check on me. You know, I did not hear from the home office per se. And so, of course, I did not feel like they cared about my humanity. So when we think about dysfunctional, it's almost like the leader, the person in charge, is more worried about themselves than they are about the mission and the vision. And it's a little bit unpredictable in the atmosphere, in the culture. And a lot of times there's just an influence by fear. So, like, we're given, like, you know, get this done by Friday or else kind of message that comes down from home offices and leaders a lot of times. And the objectives are unclear, the outcomes are unpredictable, and these conditions uh, put sustainability at a very high risk. Because here's the thing, if people work for a dysfunctional leader who does not give people context, does not lead with courage, humanity, wisdom, and resilience, people are going to leave. And we all know that the number one human resource out there are our employees and people who are going to come into our organization and make things happen. And when they work for somebody who's dysfunctional, then there is a high turnover in our human resources. So the first level is dysfunctional. And a lot of times because the leader is worried uh, about themselves, it's kind of an all about me, uh, you know, we're going to go find somebody who cares about us and leave the organization. So the second level of leadership is transactional. 
Now, transactional is at least a step up from dysfunctional in that there is a context. There is kind of a, a layout of this is where we're headed. These are the things you need to do. Uh, it's a little bit more predictable, and it feels very hierarchical. So, you know, we've all worked for the person that got stuff done, but it was pretty much like, you know, do as I say, don't ask a lot of questions, and just get your stuff done. I'll let you know what I want you to do next. And so we were just given this, you know, job, you know, get get the apartments leased up, you know, get get the money collected, get this done, get that done. But we really didn't really understand, you know, the the big picture. We weren't uh, energized. We weren't, you know, inspired or motivated uh, to take anything to the next level. We're just literally crossing off things on our to-do list. And so it's like if I ask you to do this list of things and you do it, I'll give you a paycheck. So it's simply a transaction. There's no passion, love, excitement, vision, mission, nothing. All right? So that's the second level of leadership. And it's a very important one, but it needs to be layered underneath these last two levels of leadership. So we do need to have clear, you know, responsibilities and tasks and and a job description in place. That is all very important. But if you can tell me why I'm doing all these things and help me understand uh, how my future will be impacted if I do these really well, now we're getting to the third level of leadership. And that third level of leadership is transformational. Now, this transformational level of leadership has been, you know, talked about um, probably – I would say for the last 50 or 60 years, uh, Peter Drucker, I don't know if you know that name, but you've got to know that name. In fact, go online and buy yourself a Peter Drucker book, okay? The guy is like the first person to really write extensively about management and leadership. And Peter Drucker, there's, there's actually the Peter Drucker Institute. In fact, do this. Google on YouTube, Peter Drucker Institute, Jim Collins' keynote is the best little, it's not little, it's an hour-long uh, video on leadership. You will love it. And it's a lot about transformation. But at this third level of leadership, transformation leadership, it's very leader-centric. So in this case, the leader has actually moved out of dysfunction, out of transactional, and into this place where he or she is starting to Um, really exude wisdom and telling his or her people, hey, this is what I know about this business. And so they are starting to tell stories. Okay, this is why I know this works, and this is why I know that doesn't work. And this person is sharing their wisdom with the world and with their organization and saying, hey, this is how it works. This is what I know. And what I have found is that working for somebody who will tell me their stories and will share with me their history, I am so inspired by that. And it saves the entire company time, money, and energy because you're going to tell me from your experience how it works and how it doesn't work. That's going to save me a lot of heartache, right? So we've got to learn to tell our stories and share our wisdom. Now, the other part of a transformational leader is that this leader is really good at touching people. And what I mean by that is they're they're able to kind of check in with the people and not only connect with them on a business level, but from a personal perspective. And so the leader who is transformational understands that they need to, you know, know all about Nicole Greer, her family, what her career goals are, 
there is a book called The Dream Manager that I absolutely love, and I implore you to read it if you are a leader or want to be one when you uh, grow through the ranks. Uh, And, of course, as a self-leader, you need to be managing your own dream. But that book talks about the fact that if you help people get what they want, they will help you get what you want. And that's, you know, old Zig Ziglar stuff. But that is absolutely true and is going to be a classic thing. You know, if we all work together to move each other forward, it's going to be a very positive experience. So with the transformation leader, they share their wisdom, they check in with the humanity side of things, help people manage their dream, and, of course, they're very, very resilient. So the transformational leader uh, is always talking about ideas. And so resilience is about reinventing innovation, ideas, what's the next thing, what does the future hold, you know, very much about, like, let's keep moving the needle, moving the needle, moving the needle. And people really love to be around folks who are excited about doing something better. We all want to be part of something bigger than ourselves that's exciting. Then the fourth thing the transformational leader does is the transformational leader, you know, really is courageous and brave and puts themselves out there. So they put, they put themselves out on the stage. Now, this doesn't have to be fairly you know, like an extroverted thing where they put themselves out on the stage just to show off, but they put themselves out there on the stage so that that people can hear their message and be motivated through the energy that they exude. Now, the final level is conscious leadership. And at conscious level, this is where the leader understands that they must constantly, constantly be asking for feedback and not blocking the feedback loop with their amazing personality. And so the conscious level is where the leader is looking at what is best for all. There is wonderful balance, creativity, initiative, and shared governance, meaning that they understand they are not the only genius in this organization, and they are gleaning the genius out of the organization and working on everybody to make everybody a leader and that everybody would move up through the four levels of leadership, from dysfunctional to transactional to transformational to conscious or transcendent. So next week on our radio show, I'm going to be talking about how to be a transcendent leader, and we're going to keep diving into this idea of leadership. If you want to know more about Vibrant Coaching's leadership programs, go to www.thevibrantcoach.com. This is going to be the Shine Coaching Retreat up in Statesville. You need to sign up now. We only have 20 spots available. We would love to have you at that. Listen, have a vibrant day.